I was going to ask you, what's that uh, shaker sample? It looks like, did that come with the uh, the one over there that was on this table? Oh, yeah. So that came with uh, the bags and the mini All shakers. the other shakers. And I told them I didn't want metal, more metal shakers. But I don't. I don't dislike that, but I need the fucking shit to last a little longer. There's a quality, there's a quality issue, yeah. Yeah. So with the big ones, the bottoms were falling off of them somehow. Mine never did, but some people's the yeah. bottoms fell off of them. Uh, that one doesn't have a bottom. If you know what yeah. I'm talking about. Um, it's bottomless. Bottomless. <laughs> and I like that it's not as big. Yeah. No. It, it and it screws on decent. But yeah. one thing I notice is I always find it funny, and this goes for like could be a blender bottle of a certain color too but when they put the measurements on the outside but the color's so dark you can't even see still can't see it so it's like what what is the point of putting the measurements on there if i have to like look inside and guess where the level is you know what i mean yeah yeah it's fucked yeah it would they should just who are we they should sound like a bunch of old men that's what they should do yeah keep it clear like that yeah just keep it clear instead of phasing it or like what is that like Smoke, or or with it? the metal ones, what I've seen that like better brands do, I think Ice Shaker does, I know Blender Bottle, they do it, is they have the measurements on the inside of the thing. Mm. So when you're filling up the drink, you can see, okay, what level it's at. Put it on the outside, it's kind of stupid from the get-go. That is. You know? Yeah, the inside should be the move. Yeah. yeah. Unless it's clear. Yeah. What would happening, y'all? Yeah. This is the All or Nothing show. <laughs> Starting you off with a conversation you don't care anything about. <laughs> Probably didn't know what we were talking about. No. But uh, it's Monday. We're after. It's uh, a little later than we usually start, but we're here. I'm feeling real positive this week. At, at last week, the last few weeks, for better or for worse, have been a lot of uh, work for me. And, you know, I, I'm fine with that. I like to be busy. I like to be productive. But I did get to the weekend and I had, um, you know, basically like, six hours on both days of like editing and you know if y'all don't know like do video editing for uh, clients across the country whatever that's my main main kind of gig and so basically i was working all weekend and and then i had to do an eight mile run saturday six mile run sunday obviously weight train as well and so i feel like of like a 16 hour day that you're awake i was kind of locked up 12 14 hours from the get-go and it's not something to complain about too much because you'd rather have opportunity, rather have. I mean, things could be way. I don't want to be twiddling my finger exactly. fingers either. Exactly, but it's hard to go seven days in a row and then cycle right back to that Monday. And there's no stop to the work. There's no off season. There's no like weekend. You know, there's no vacation days as a business owner or a freelancer yeah. because you don't get paid if you don't work. So, um, I felt a little bit run down the last two weeks, but I will say. Today I feel good. I feel refreshed. Had a good workout this morning. That always can, you know, kind of kickstart things. Uh, Mondays and Fridays are instead of running every day like I used to. I have those two off days uh, on my leg days, and I think that's really helped me recover from this injury. Because just having that one day where my body can have a break um, has done a good bit of help for a recovery, but b catching up on some work because I know I have that extra hour, two hours that I would be running. Yeah. Um, and I'm able to just increase my volume on those other days. Uh, but I'm feeling, to wrap all that up, I'm feeling good this week. I'm feeling uh, optimistic. How are you feeling? Blah. <laughs> um, I get, like, I see what you're saying. Like a rest day. 
or not working out on a particular day gives you that extra time yeah. to like do whatever. But I mean, for you, you work out before the work day starts anyway. So like that yeah. isn't really adding anymore. Are you working at 4.35 a.m. if you aren't working out? No, so the workout never really changes. That's not really what fills up my day too much. Yeah. It's more the hour, two hours later running because oh, you have that kind of throws me off. Weight training. No, because it's middle of the day or later in the evening, like run, right? And okay, you know, it's only an hour, right, you'd say. But then there's, you know, 15 minutes driving there, 15 minutes back. So it turns into an hour and a half, a little bit of warm up. And then, you know, it's an extra shower, extra fueling. It, it, these little things just add up, yeah. and so they, you know, they take up some time, and you don't want to, you know, like yesterday, I didn't really eat anything except, like, a protein shake and a Cliff Bar after my workout, and then four or five hours after working, I go to run, and my stomach's grumbling the entire run, and I know, you know, then the run on top of that's going to make me more hungry because I'm, yeah. you know, exercising, and you don't want to do that because it just, A, it sucks, and B... Uh, your body needs fuel to perform well. So for sure, um, you know it's a tough thing, though. You know, and I'll say, probably people think just because you know you work out at a gym or whatever. We talked about it before. Things can certainly be easier to just step outside of your office, right? And you're at the gym. You know, it's definitely more convenient. We both can and benefit from the productivity from not having to drive to meet clients, things like that. But <clears throat> there's still, you know, if you there's still times where it's tough to fit in food to meal prep at night, whatever is going on. Um, but it's just for anyone out there struggling with it, you know, trying to find times and prioritize things. And, uh, when you do get free gaps or hours, sometimes sacrificing some free time will make your next few days, of your week, you know, a little bit more comfortable. Yeah. yeah, I agree. But, uh, yeah, I'm feeling pretty good, man. Um, I, I would assume my clot is breaking up pretty well, at least my leg, because I can bend my leg. So, like, if you would have hollered at me last Monday, it was... You had it was, elevated all week last week. Yeah, I had it elevated on the show last week, and now it's down. I don't really feel much pressure. It almost just feels like I trained calves. Like, that's the pain level or sensation level it's at now. A week ago, felt like I tore something. The week before that, felt like it was off the bone, like meat off the mm -hmm. bone type tear. And uh, so it's progressively gotten better. And each day I wake up, I'm able to like hop out of bed and immediately start walking instead of having to like warm it up and shit like that. But uh, it's progressively gotten better. I do have a hematologist appointment today or this afternoon. So hopefully I'll get some words of encouragement about working out, getting back to it, hopefully. Yeah, a blood specialist. Yeah. Yeah, because I know hematoma is like, you know, the swelling. Yeah, um, like of the blood. Head, yeah. But uh they actually, so like, it's kind of crazy. You go to this office, but it's a cancer office. So like you go in there and most people are in there, there for cancer, chemo, whatever. Chemo, chemo, whatever cancer they might be dealing with. But I'm in there fucking dicking around with the blood clot. So like, I feel grateful when I walk in there or like appreciative yeah, that like perspective. I'm, I'm in a better scenario, even though like I'm not happy with myself in the situation mm -hmm. I'm in, it could always be worse, obviously. But, uh, so I go up in there, say what's up. Hopefully, I'm sure he's probably going to be like, yo, what the fuck? We were supposed to be like getting off of blood thinners and now mm -hmm. I'm back getting back on them. Oh, is this a guy you saw before? Yeah, it's uh, the same doctor. Yeah. So I'm just like, this appointment, for anybody that doesn't know, is supposed to be the follow-up of my blood clot back in July. So back in July, I got DVT in my leg 
after a long ride. I don't know if it's related to the ride. I didn't know it was diagnosed as deep vein thrombosis. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So back then it was DVT. Um, got on blood thinners, and he was like, "Hey, I'm going to pull you off two weeks before our follow up, February 7th, so I can run one more test wing and get you off blood thinners." And then, damn, right as I got off the blood thinners, got through another one. Might have been COVID. Who knows what the fuck it was? Could have been a little bit of me. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> we'll find that out here soon. Hopefully, there'll be some more testing and uh, see what the cause is. It's tough. You know, I, I feel like we talked about it last week. I was saying with overcoming my injury, and I don't really want to talk about that too much. But it's just so hard to, when you're in the thick of it, to just see the other side. You know, you almost just want to fast forward through all this bullshit yeah. and this recovery. And it is easy to just kind of sulk and be like, you know, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Or like, what, you yeah. know, why, why did this happen or whatever? And, uh, but like you said, you know, you, you, if you really think about it, there's a lot of people that have a lot more difficulties or that, you know. Actually got some shit to do. Like, yeah, really got problems. My so. scenario, as long as I'm not a dickhead, I should be able to bounce back and like get back to normal activities here soon. But most people don't get that option. Yeah. You know, something hits them, life hits them. And it's like, hey, you aren't, like, you're done. Whatever you were doing, you're done. You're just fighting to fucking live type deal. For my scenario, it's, I mean, I'm breathing, I'm upright, I've fucking been working, like, I'm good to go. But uh, it definitely is a perspective or a little, you know, gut check, ego check, pride thing, whatever. It's like, I'm not that bad off. Yes, it's inconvenient, blah, blah, blah. But if I have to, for some reason, we talk about the cycle and I have to, like, dial back things on that and that's the case and i'll just figure out eight hour arm days yeah (laughs) well i don't know like if if you know i'm gonna talk to him about it because it's just crazy how you know for anybody that doesn't know up to this point i was training for a, a century ride and uh training was ramping up and the original blood clot it's coincidence maybe not but happened around of me ramping up and actually getting regular with cycling yeah um and who knows, clients have sent me studies of like PubMed and examine and shit like that of people that are getting DVT from extended periods of time on a bike seat, you know, because it can occlude veins, arteries, blah, blah, blah. And my toes did get tingly, a little numb, you know, when I'd ride those two or three hour rides, but not to the point where I was like not feeling my legs. But here's what I'll say. Um, and I feel like this will be the first real practical thing I feel like we touch on here is uh you know I was running on the trails third yeah Thursday last week I did two and a half miles and someone asked a question on Instagram I was answering <laughs> about the you know how long did it take you to recover from your IT band injury yeah. and uh I said whatever and then I had someone on uh Instagram that we know um lightheartedly responded to my story is like yeah I feel like sometimes you know IT bands um or certain injuries like never heal you know whatever they just you know keep coming up and i i responded you know i was like haha like yeah sometimes things can be you know constant pestering kind of like issues but i think with enough attention to strengthening the areas uh patience you can recover your body can recover from almost any injury and i think it's it's so common for people to just be like ah i got a bad shoulder you know or ah, i got bad bad hips and if you ask them what are you doing about it? They'd probably just say, I'm resting on it, or if it bothers me, I just don't push it. But that's just like, it's just a piss poor approach. Yeah. You got to be, as annoying as it is, 
I'm keeping the exact same warm up for this IT band, no matter whether it bothers me or not. Because, you know, the moment you take your attention away from it, yeah, you're going to have these reoccurring injuries. But I feel like you got to use them as learning lessons and not only add things to your uh, warm-up regimen or cool-down, but also re-examine ways that you can kind of prevent. You, you can't just address things as they come, but you want to prevent things ahead of time. So some simple things like strengthening stability in my in my feet and in my ankles is something I've like wanted to start working on a little bit. I don't have to throw off, you know, take lunges out or take this or that out of like my normal tra- strength training program. But if I can just, you know, spend maybe a little bit of time on a BOSU ball or these different things, you know, because as you expand outside of these very sedentary type exercises of curls and shoulder press and this and that, and you get a lot more dynamic, things can get a little bit, um, you know, you're you're uh, more likely to kind of injure yourself. Yeah. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah. No, I get that. Yeah. And, you know, take into consideration, this is what I think, and this is what the hematologist told me, you know, the last time we met before this second event of a uh, DVT and clot in the lung, because he, I mentioned the bike and he was like, I don't think it is. Um, he thinks it's more so maybe my vasculature in my leg that's all fucked up from the wreck yeah. 13 years ago. And that's also like a, a side note, a story or a conversation I had with my brother-in-law Saturday, saw him. He was like, damn, he's like, he, he's like, after I told him what's going on and potentially it being my leg, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, well, dude, that's like, you know, just like any other body's, you know, story of like, hey, this happened back, back in the mm-hmm. day and now I'm paying for it. You know, now the injuries, mm-hmm. you know, what I did 13 years ago with that wreck is now catching up to me. Yeah. Whether it's the vasculature being all fucked up, the blood pooling in my foot, you know, any other aches and pains that I'm just going to have to deal with and sort of work through. Um, I think the worst thing for me to do is just not do anything. Well, that's, yeah, that's what I was getting at. I kind of got lost in what I was talking about, but what I'm getting at is it's easy to just say you have an issue, whether it's, you know, bad hips, bad knees, and so like I don't you squat, and give you an out, yeah. and just give up on it. Be like, I, my body's not made for running, yeah. right? A lot of people say that, or um, and sometimes they're saying it jokingly, but the thing is, you know, take steps, if it's, if it's important to you, you can take steps to do the activity that you want to do. If yeah. it is cycling, if that's causing some issues, unless it's it's literally giving you problems that could like lead to death. Which DVT can. Which it can, but trying to find ways to address it, I guess, and actually like work like all I'm saying is it's a lazy take to just be like, I injured my rotator cuff ten years ago. I can't ever shoulder press. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 not as always as black and white as that. No, not at yeah. all. Not at all. Um, and we'll see. We'll see. Maybe yeah. it could be uh, something that isn't the bike, but the bike or having that extended period of time with poor blood flow to my leg is causing something like that. And that's just something that I got to figure out and fix. It's not something that I'm gonna be like, oh, dude, I'm fucking young. Well, hopefully I consider myself still young, at least mentally. I'm only 32. I think there is young. If... I just hung everything up. I'm like, oh, I got poor blood flow in my leg. I shouldn't work out anymore because I have the potential to get blood clots or whatever. Then that's only going to make my lifestyle and habits even worse. Yeah. You know, um, or it's not going to make me any better. And for me to last as long as I want to and have a long, healthy, sustainable life, I need to be moving my body, strengthening it, 
work around whatever the fuck I got going on, at least yeah. trying to figure out if there is a fix. And if there isn't, try and figure out a way to work my way around it so I can still, you know, keep moving. But uh, I don't think this is me giving up on cycling at all, but it's more so the coincidence is there. Is it that? Maybe, maybe not. I definitely think it's my leg is the main issue. And then maybe things like that are like, uh, you know, even more speeding up the process of blood backing up in my leg. I'm not who knows what the fuck is going on. Yeah. But uh, hopefully with more testing and me figuring out some more specialists that I maybe need to reach out to, we can figure out what the deal is. But so far, I mean, worst case scenario, I set the bike down for a little bit, figure out what the fuck's going on and uh, do something else that wouldn't occlude my veins like run or fucking whatever, whatever else that might be. Yeah. Speaking of running, um, this past Saturday was the Rocky raccoon, a uh, hundred mile race. And, uh, Something I've noticed about myself, and uh, I, I started it a little bit into the fall and like the summer. I kind of watch these big time races because sometimes they'll have these live streams where you can kind of. Some of them are really well done where they have some cameras or cameramen kind of catch people, you know, along the trail or they follow like the leaders of the race. So I was watching like the UTMB, which is this uh, trail that goes through. Starts in France, Chamonix, France, and then it goes through, I think, like Sweden and uh, one other country, whatever. Damn, we're getting hit with the Alani New Burps. Mm. But uh, I feel like you asked me <laughs> a year ago, maybe even less, definitely before that, hey, would you watch a running live stream on like YouTube or something? Like, what the fuck am I watching running on, on you know, video for? It's kind of like watching NASCAR, right? Yeah. Um, and not that I'll, I, I do this often. But uh, and they didn't have one for the Rocky Raccoon, but it's funny because I was like checking the uh, results a little bit, like you know, as they as they because uh, it's a loop race, it's five twenty mile loops, and so as they kind of go through their their time gets uh, tallied as you know whatever laps they do, whatever it is, and um, so Nick Bear was running it, so that was you know some more influencer uh, interest. But I had another guy that I've been following for uh, probably like six months now that was this firefighter dude. I think he lives out in like Arizona, but he has this. I think he just finished his 100th week of running 100-plus miles uh, in a week. And uh, he, he's just like – some people are just crazy, man. Because the dude – so that that's already crazy, right, running 100. And most weeks he's like 160 to 200 miles a week, mm-hmm. which if you do the math is like 16 to 20 miles a day, which even if you run a super fast pace, dude's spending two and a half, like four hours a day out running. So is he string being? He's thin, but he's not like rail thin, you know, but he's a skinnier dude. Yeah. And um and then on top of that, you know, he's ran he just announced he's running another hundred for his birthday, like two weeks from now. He just ran this weekend, then the two weeks like before he ran a hundred mile. Oh. So some of these dudes, you know, you just it's crazy. They just how how it's it's crazy how resilient some people's bodies are to just adapt and get put through that much, you know. And do you, th- I honestly, I mean, yes, their body has to hold up, but it's more mental. It is for, yeah, especially for ultras, it's, you know, you obviously don't run all 100 miles, you know, or you have these gaps, right, where you're, you're walking some inclines, you're taking like these breaks, yeah. you're stopping at aid stations, but yeah, it, it has to be so much just mental strength, and I think with running and with endurance, there's this level of turning off the brain and you just you're just moving. You almost like separate. I've had this feeling where I've almost 
when I get into like eight plus miles of like a long run where I know I'm doing 14 or more, I almost get this feeling like my mind and body are separate and I don't have to think about my steps anymore. I don't think about my stride and I'm kind of just in a zone. You know, I'm kind of, I'm kind of just spaced out. I'm thinking about my thoughts separately and my body's kind of just, it's like I'm in a vehicle, you know, is what it feels like. Yeah. And I can't, you're not running super fast when you're in that kind of zone, but I feel like the better runners maybe can. They can get they can get in a rhythm and move fast and just kind of just turn off thinking for a second, you know? Because to hold hold that consistent repetitious movement for so long, you can't be focused on the movement itself for that long. Yeah. You can't focus on anything for that long. So, you know, it just uh it's it's really just grabbed my interest so much just like the sport of ultra running and um it's been exciting you Mm -hmm. know and and i'm looking forward to running this race now that i'm a bit more healthy and uh because that was my biggest thing was i was like let me just toe the line with healthy legs you know which i I believe i'm at that point and i feel like i'm real close to my fitness level that i was for the marathon Uh, but it's still it's like when you sign up for these races and the same could go for when you did the 50 mile and you know, when you eventually do the hundred, you sign up to do this distance knowing not maybe is it going to be hard or maybe am I going to have to like dig deep or maybe am am I going to be just in so much pain and exhaustion? It's like, I'm going to be, Yeah. it's like I'm paying $120 to feel like absolute dog shit at mile 24 and troop through to the 33 miles total. Yeah. Or like for the hundred, like I'm going to literally be hurting so bad at mile 70 and I'm going to have to run another 30, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but there's something you just smile at that. You're like, yeah, let's do it. You yeah. Know? I, it's a little different, I guess, for my case, because I wasn't, at least the track that I'm doing wasn't a lap, but I've mentioned it before is getting to the halfway part mm-hmm. to where you have to turn back and do the same route coming back. So it's like you go out, you got to come back. That's what yeah. I look I, I love out and backs. It. Yeah, I love out and backs. Because I was backs. like, man, I made it out here. Now I got to turn it around and uh-huh. hike it the fuck back. You ever, have you ever had to, I don't know in your instance if you have, because you, you've usually done it off time, but come back to your starting point, but you still have a little bit left you have to do, yeah. and then you start, you have to like loop a little yeah. area. Go. I hate that. I've done it two or three times. Oh, I hate it. And it's wild, because I don't know if it's Strava, because that's what I usually keep my time off yeah. of, and I look down at the app, I'm like, how did it take me a fucking hour and 10 minutes yeah. to get out, but I got back within 45 minutes? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I was like, what, is there a tailwind or something? It's funny, yeah. It's funny, it would, sometimes it's just like the elevation or whatever. I also know, think too. I speed up over time. We, we talked about this. Once yeah. you like get into that, like, couple like get 30 minutes in yeah. 40 minutes in like your pace is even better yeah they, they and then there, there comes a Body point wakes up when a wall hits you too to where you start to hit that upper echelon of like that tier of where you're you're hitting that threshold for yourself to where you start to slow down again yeah and that's where like the test really comes into where you can keep it moving forward or you're just fucking wait i don't i don't ever stop but i'm sure it's like some people might stop and take a break but yeah with the bike it's easier just to keep rolling stopping sucks yeah stopping does suck and I never get that, or I never got with cycling, I never got that time. There's some stretches where I could get that time to just like think a little bit, but most of the time I'm still having to switch gears and shit. So I'm having to think yeah, quite a bit. Yeah, there, it might be a little bit different for cycling. Um, and, but, and again, my running isn't like the most high level, you know, experienced shit in the world. I'm not pushing like world beater paces. Yeah, neither was I. But uh, yeah, but 
it's it's a fun it's a fun sport, man. Yeah, no, I've enjoyed it's a fun it. Sport, I yeah. can. I'm looking forward to getting back out there. Whether it's just a couple little yeah. rides here and there, just to get back on the, the the path, you know. Yeah. It's it's interesting. I I wish. Uh, I don't know. I wish I I could like relate it to more people. Mm-hmm. You know. I wouldn't have known until I actually went out there. Yeah. And it sucks because it's very not disappointing, but you can beat yourself up very quick because you see, you think it's going to be easy until you get out there. Because I remember I did yeah. a, a ride around here with Jake's bike for like yeah. five miles. And I was like, yo, that it was like 15 minutes. Yeah. I was like, holy shit, man. That was, or I, I did it for 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. I came back. I was like, I was only like three something miles. Holy shit. Yeah. And I wanted to do 100. Yeah, you know, it, um, so it, can, it can be a gut check for sure. <laughs> well, for sure, and and then as you get more into it, the gut checks just keep coming. Yeah, you know? I think I talked about it last week, so I don't want to overdo it. But you know, when you run your first marathon, and then if your goal is to do like a hundred, like me, you look at that and you're like, "Fuck, I gotta yeah. do that three more times." Yeah, how the hell am I Better supposed to do lunch. that? Yeah, it's <laughs> it's wild, man. But you, it's wild. You you, you get. Uh, a little it's bit of the high, steps. yeah, it's for baby sure. Steps, yeah. And a little bit of the high is trying, not every time's a PR, but trying to like beat a record from this point to that point a little bit faster, or making this part of the trail or path a little bit easier than the last time. Like I've noticed, uh-huh. like the inclines, me doing all that stationary training with the yeah. the watts and shit like uh-huh. that, paid off going up yeah. hills. Like I, I could power through some shit way more than before, and it's like damn, yeah. I, like just going out there and feeling those extra like PRs, even though they aren't. PRs like inside you, you're like, damn, yeah. this feels good. Like it gets you hooked a little bit. Yeah, especially when you have those days where you're just on. Yeah, things click. Because uh, mm-hmm. like Thursday when I ran that trail, I just was on. You know, it's kind of like you said, I was going up inclines and I didn't slow down for a second. Yep. I almost just like built up to it and uh, coming down, just in a, such a good group. You know, it just makes you feel alive. You feel like you're just crushing it doesn't matter what anybody else's pace is you're just feeling it and then when i looked at it um after because it's been months months like three months since i've ran basically since the marathon that i've ran anything over 10 miles so running at 14 miles on the trail not only is it 14 miles but on the trail is important and i actually had a few achievements on strava which i haven't seen for months you know and it's not all about pr and every time you're out there it's not what you're trying to do but it is very satisfying when you see, yeah. you know, the fastest time you've done that segment or this or, or that, yeah, right? Yeah, so it's a, a segment of pace, whatever. And, you yeah. Know, it's pretty good. And so seeing that, I was like, man, fuck yeah. Because I thought it was just going to take me so much longer to get back to where I was fitness level wise. Mm-hmm. And just to see some of these things come fast. Like for a while, I was running like a 1030 pace was like my easy. And that's a good half minute to minute slower than my usual but now i'm kind of back to running like 10 minutes kind of easy and uh yeah man it's a slow it's a slow build but so is lifting you know and it's the same it's the same kind of premise where you have to just focus on your own individual journey because it's so easy to feel excited about whatever you just ran and then you see someone on instagram that ran it two minutes faster lifted 100 more pounds at like a lighter weight and you you can you can get down on yourself you know but it's it definitely all translates. Yeah, you know, if you like beating yourself up in the gym with the weights, you would probably enjoy yeah. this just as much. It's even a different threshold too. It's it's they're just different and they're alike in a lot of ways. But it's so hard to get people to, and it would it was hard to get me into running because it's like it just doesn't sound fun. It, it doesn't, doesn't. It's not flashy. And I think for most, especially running, 
it's like, oh, I don't want to do cardio. Yeah. I weight I, I, I'm, I got body but I, I yeah. weight train. I'm not trying to get skinny or yeah, something. People yeah, people think, you know, that just because you start adding in some, you know, extra activity that you're just going to melt away. You know, it's another thing, too, that I was thinking about. I was looking at someone's page and, you know, they started to post a little bit more, like, higher quality photos and, um, you know, a little bit more consistent with captions, things like that. And I was thinking a little bit of me was like, I could look at this one of two ways. Most people would be like, who does this guy think he is? Like, what is he trying to do now? Does he think he's like an influencer? Or I could look at it and be like, okay, like he's, he's actually starting to like take an attempt. Let's see where this goes, right? Because I was thinking about it and two things. One, when I first started posting more consistently on Instagram, I'm sure people thought the same thing. But when you and, and same deal with running. When I first started running, people were like, "Is he just doing this for cardio? Like, what is he doing? Running two miles here, three miles there? Like, what 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 is he trying to do? Who is who is he? He's a lifter, and now he's running." And then you do it long enough, you post consistently enough, you stick with the business long enough, you run long enough, whatever. Now people are like, "Oh, Brock, like he's he's like a runner." Some people would just like probably refer to me as that, or like, "Oh, Brock, like he he lifts and runs as whatever." It's not as weird. They're like, oh, that's just who he is. He lifts and yeah. runs. Now, you know, when before it was like he's a lifter. Now he's like, he's like kind of running. I, I don't know what he's doing. Yeah, you know, and uh, or like now, oh yeah, Brock. All social media is normal. He's always writing captions like that or doing this or doing that. You know, yeah, like Austin, like he cycles all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what he does. You know what I mean? It just takes time to to stick that out, and uh, and people like accept it over time. You know? Yeah, I think a lot of yeah, I, I agree with you, and I think what the deeper the deeper thing you're trying to pull out is people box themselves in, and yeah. they're too afraid to like let themselves show yeah. out in public or on you social media. You almost play to people's perception of you, yeah, and you, you don't realize that you can actually change your perception. It just takes time, and people seeing the same thing over and over and over. It's kind of like, for example, damn, these burps get me, dude. Yeah, dude. It's kind of like uh, headphones I just got, right? They're called uh, Aftershocks, right, with the company. But now they're rebranding to Shocks. Well, in my mind, in a lot of people's mind, they're Aftershocks, right? So you just keep saying they keep saying it. But eventually, if the brand's like, no, this is how we're framing our name, this is the logo, you see it enough times, six months from now, I'm going to be like, oh, these are Shocks. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and it's the same deal with your perception or people's perception of you. You know, if you, if you, if you want people to view you as X, Y, or Z or, you know, to kind of respect whatever you're doing, just do it long enough. Just stick it out. Yeah. And I think people will will get used to it. For sure. It sounds like simple, but like you said, a lot of people do just kind of box themselves in and they're afraid to step out of this character because maybe if they're like, hey, if I don't power lift, if I don't run, if I don't work at wherever job, who am I? It's like a little bit of like a reality check and it's, you know, what is my reason for exercising if it's not to compete or yeah, and then this, almost you know. people might say like oh nobody will care if i don't keep posting this yeah but at the end of the day people care because you're actually doing something intentful. yeah something that was you know. something too i was talking to peyton about because you know we were talking a little bit about how uh kind of like the real you just posted the real i mostly recently posted and you know i was telling him it's like i don't really want to post content that is very uh specific to a certain type of content for example so being the mobility guy right always post mobility tips or being the, being the the comedy influencer that always does a very specific character or thing yeah. right 
or you always use a certain kind of audio. You make, you know, motivational quotes or something from other people because eventually it gets repetitive one. But the bigger thing, too, is I want people to follow me for me, because if they follow me for Brock Covington, then they know they're interested in like what I'm doing. They're they're interested in whatever, like products i'm promoting they're interested in like my content for me Mm. versus if they're only coming to my profile to look at warm-up tips or only to look at it for my squat videos or or whatever then they're not the quality followers i guess that you want yeah you know Mm -hmm. um and you know they're less likely to feel like engage with you and actually have worthwhile um, connection with yeah you know I mean? it's just like I, get, I mean I don't know how to like break that down even simpler but yeah. I, I get it yeah you know what I'm getting it's at, something yeah. you know they can relate with you and more more uh what are the, like the target points than just one it's like oh he's a funny guy because he puts out comedy shit but now oh he runs though oh he's got a dog oh he's here's a good example it's Christian Guzman if you don't know came up on YouTube <clears throat> lifting competing no one follows him for lifting or competing no. now they followed him for him for his his interesting personality, the business he was starting, so you know, from there he could start his clothing company. People bought that because they love and believe in him. Mm-hmm. Then he started, you know, 3D Energy. They love that because they love and believe in him. Yep. And it just kind of uh, builds from there. And obviously, you got to provide value, um, you know. But if you kind of box yourself in one specific thing, and you don't have any variety, you know, it's hard to hard to switch back on that later. For sure. So you got to always kind of, you know, even if you're not going to get as much following, I feel like stick to your guns with who you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, we uh, don't really have any updates with Jim Floor, really. I was going to say, is there nothing with the pump? No. So that uh, should still be in the works. It's queued up, ready to go. Um, manufacturing should be done. Well, hopefully by what's February, maybe mid-March is about the timeline of that like 12 to 14 week um we did have a shirt drop this past week the keep moving forward tee that's still available on the site check it out um it's in the under the apparel tab and uh yeah new shakers are in stock we posted about that though so you already know but yeah we're, we're moving it still you got questions topics for real interesting things shoot us or a guest even yeah a guest even shoot us a uh, dm comment on this if you're on youtube and uh that will even give you all some entertaining shit. that's right yeah well follow us all in the description below we'll see y'all next week